Alright, welcome everybody to another episode of Yala. Uh, what used to be weekly but now being trialed twice weekly podcast as we uh self-quarantining and social distancing from each other. Yeah, I think I think uh we found a pretty good solution, right? That that uh allows us to not only uh like what record our conversation but record it in very high quality as well. Yeah, but I did see one comment. Someone did message that they can feel a difference between our our live face-to-face podcast versus this podcast. Apparently, our chemistry is lacking a bit. Uh. I think there's less interruptions. <laughs> uh. We always, in face-to-face, we're always interrupting each other. Is it? I thought, I thought we have a very civil discussion. What? I know no, I don't uh, interrupt wait. at all. Huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you are like the chief interrupter, man. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> la, okay. <laughs> so now, barely get a word in. <laughs> now I mean I did hear from uh, uh, another listener saying that there feels it feels like there's a bit more pauses in between I don't know like oh, yeah. I think maybe because I mean there's no lag or anything because we're both recording separate files and then combining it together la. so so maybe it's just maybe it's just the face to face dynamic it's like maybe like virtual dating versus face to face dating la. there's yeah. there's still something that gives la. yeah it just it just never beats the face to face, face to face. But but next week we should be back to recording because our our office is just two of us. So mm. so social distancing. We'll still be socially distanced from everyone else, and even in the office we'll still stay a meter apart, like at least. Yeah, I think that. We as can opposed to like uh, recording it with me sitting in your lap as per usual practice. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so last week we did a a a, a non coronavirus or as far as possible a non coronavirus related. Uh, podcast this week is is I guess is a topic that was kickstarted by the coronavirus, but could be applicable to any emergency. Le. I think I think because it's uh it's something that uh, people have to think very seriously about going forward la. Yeah, when you yeah. see when such a big crisis has happened, like a lot of things change. Ah, like Poachu Kang says in his song, everything is different already. So you just got to adapt la. And that's why it's worth uh, <laughs> it's worth a full discussion, even though we know everyone is sick of coronavirus. But at the same time, yeah, uh, it's it's a big topic, lah. So we will still not focus on it. But before we get into that, we just want to say that um, I mean, we 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 resumed this podcast after filming our TV show about two months ago, and we've been trying to put out as much content as we can, and we've been seeing some really nice growth, uh, and and people messaging us, and we want to keep growing it. Uh, and literally mm. this morning itself, we had a call with Spotify, yeah, Spotify talking about how we could work with them. Because they know that we are creating podcasts and people like it. So what we are asking our listeners is, is I mean, it, it would really mean a lot to us if you guys could kind of give us a, a rating on Apple iTunes uh, podcast. Because uh, uh, I think, I mean, that, that helps with the ranking. And also, you don't need to share it with the world. You just need to tell like one other person who doesn't listen to the podcast that... Uh, that you, that if you enjoy it, la. because you know, like taking a cue from the coronavirus, just one small effort can lead to monumental shifts in the way people yeah. function. Yeah, and you don't have to tell them face to face. You can tell yeah, them yeah. over a, a conference call, send them a link or something. Uh. Yeah, you don't That's need the to. Beauty, yeah, you don't need to shake their hands. No physical contact at all. Just send them a link. Just one person. Yeah. Just one person. I had right. a social Zoom call like yesterday night uh, with a couple of friends. It was quite fun actually. Oh, is it? Like, like it was the first time that we like really sat down and really just talked, uh, rather than you know we must we have to meet up and eat something nice and all that kind of stuff. And then no so one, no one's late, like, right? <laughs> yeah, everyone's on time, man. And then and then yeah, you just <laughs> if, you, if someone needs to go toilet, just go toilet and come back. Oh, you know. And you can wear whatever clothes you want. You don't need to yeah. feel social peer pressure. And people can't force yeah. you to drink, also, right? 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I've been having Netflix watch parties with my girlfriend and it's awesome. And I, and I just found out that Netflix watch party isn't even made by Netflix. It was just uh, an engine, a computer engineer from Airbnb who made it in 2015 as a Chrome extension. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was a, I didn't know it was like an official like program or something. I thought it was like, you guys just check your time and like no. set your watches at the same no, no, time no, no, and no, just no. press play at no. the same time. No, it's fucking awesome. It's a Chrome extension. Literally, I'll open up Netflix on Chrome. I click Netflix mm. party. I get a unique link. I send it to my girlfriend. She enters uh, the Netflix party. There's a chat bar on the right. And literally, when I play it, it's synced up. So, so it's fucking awesome. I oh love shit, it. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think everyone should try it. And like, it was just started by this one guy, and now like, there's over a million people who who've been using it the past few weeks. So, hand on your heart, do you prefer Netflix watch party to actually like Netflix and chill like in person with your girlfriend? Uh depends lah. Depends lah. <laughs> sure, la, what kind of fucking question is that? <laughs> depends. Depends on many things, oh, but depends, generally, uh. no lah. Because my girlfriend does listen to this podcast, so I fucking love Netflix and chill in person. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Netflix watch party is the the bane to all relationships. Uh. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's the great. last resort. It's the last yeah, resort. It's great during quarantine. It's great during quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which brings us to the <laughs> Which first brings topic us to of the, the day. First topic. <laughs> yeah, so this was... Uh, Since we're talking about private matters, right? Yeah. Yes, private matters. So, uh, the New York Times wrote an article on 23rd March US time, which I guess is... Uh, we had been 24th March, uh, Singapore time. Uh, and the title is, As Coronavirus Surveillance Escalates, Personal Privacy Plummets. The subtitle is, Tracking Entire Populations to Combat the Pandemic Now Could Open the Doors to More Invasive Forms of Government Snooping Later. So basically, the whole mm. article was about how the different countries that um, all have done a pretty good job containing the virus um, have had to do it or are doing it at the sacrifice of personal privacy. Like, and Singapore was quoted... Uh, as being one of those countries, lah. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, it just was asking a lot of questions, and they had some quotes from uh, like uh, civil rights activists uh, saying that you know traditionally it is during times of emergency or or general stress and pressure where the government can kind of change the laws that could stay even beyond the the emergency, lah. And and that I guess is the concern, lah. And they cited Singapore as being. Uh, not only the uh, disclosing in great detail the details of any uh, any uh, patient, which I think they said uh, t- and to quote was um, in uh, in stunning detail. <laughs> in Singapore, mm. the Ministry of Health has posted information online about each coronavirus patient, often in stunning detail. Basically, in Singapore, when there's a case confirmed, they mention the age, the gender. Uh, where he worked and yeah. is a family member of, let's say, another case person, like, which which I didn't find too stunning. But the mm-hmm. whole the whole article is about how much and how cognizant should we be of of the government enroaching on our civil rights and our privacy, like. Yeah, yeah. So what right. what 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 was your your first thought? Uh? Um, my first thought is that I think we were talking to some. I was talking to some people yesterday and. Uh, someone who was in the US last specifically in New York, a Singaporean who was in New York for a while, a friend of ours, Philip. Shout out to Philip. Uh, he was saying that actually in New York, uh, what you're hearing is a lot of the liberal media and peop- the very liberal people uh, saying a lot of things like, oh, this is a... Not, not saying that it's a hoax or anything, but saying that the government is using this to you know impose a lot more stricter emergency and martial law on us. And stuff like that. Uh. So there's a lot of re- there seem to be quite a lot of resistance on the ground towards um, a lot of the safety measures that, that go- governments have put in place. 
So hmm, really hearing this, yeah. So hearing this article coming from the New York Times, um, even in my mind la, I was thinking it's a little bit sensationalist la. In the fact, that, like you said la, when I read all these things that that the Ministry of Health releases about case each case, right? It, there's nothing. I'm not stunned by it. Um, in fact, to me, I've not. I've never been able to like uh, really identify. Uh, I mean, I I'm not sure. I haven't gone that deep into it, lah. But there's I don't there isn't really that much that I can really identify a single out an individual or, or whatever from what they describe from each case. So I've never been stunned by reading what the Ministry of Health puts but out there. But do you there. think? But do you think that might be just because you've grown up in Singapore and these kind of things are new to you? Uh yeah, there is that possibility. We are we are programmed to a certain extent that to accept certain things that come from the official authorities as like it's the correct thing to do la. So uh for example, I mean the for example, right, the the one joke that was going around early on in which I think I've talked about before is actually case number 12 in Singapore. If you look up case 12 Singapore and you read the Ministry of Health's write up about it, right? She they tell you that oh, she's a patient, this patient is a female Chinese national from Wuhan who arrived in Singapore. And this date, and then, then she stayed at various hotels. Uh. she stayed at like village hotel Sentosa, <laughs> Hotel Eighty One Princess, which is in Geylang, Hotel uh, like Home Sweet View Hotel, which is always in Geylang, and then subsequently she had visited Orchard Road and Geylang, and each way she travelled by taxi, so the risk of of uh, infection from transient contact was very low. So for why Harish is laughing and why and, and for people who are not from Singapore, Geylang is uh notoriously the red light district of Singapore. So um, there are a lot of people who solicit, uh, there are a lot of um, sex workers who solicit customers in parts of Orchard Road, which is the main shopping belt. And then they <laughs> go to a hotel in Geylang. So there was a lot of jokes out there that it's so obvious that case number 12, um, they say it's a sex worker la, mm. from, from China. And then all the husbands who suddenly get calls from, from the Ministry of Health because they are contacts of this lady. <laughs> They say you survive. You you might survive the coronavirus, but you won't survive your wife. Uh. So, yes, yeah, wallah. <laughs> so I mean, okay. So in some sense, I was able to just from reading this, I was able to make uh, some kind of judgment about you know what profession the person is in or whatever lah. But yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm completely wrong. So that's where I guess you can extrapolate that it, it could cause a lot of embarrassment and 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 bad situations for people lah. So okay, so so I I would consider myself fairly. Uh, liberal, progressive, and like I would rather the government not intervene. And I mm. think like uh, while I don't believe there's any there's there's true free speech, I think like censorship is unavoidable. But in this case, right, I'm like fuck it lah. Okay, we are in a fucking emergency, uh, mm. a, a situation that we have never been dealing before. And when I read the article, right, I was like, come on, man, are you telling me that 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 this kind of things like uh, I mean, okay, like beyond beyond a certain point, okay, you. Ki- if you assume that every government official there is out to fuck you over, and maybe that's something that we grew up in Singapore thinking, oh, you know, the government they might be, uh, they 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 might not be the most uh in touch with the ground and all that. But I think the the idea of a corrupt politician is something that Singaporeans generally, uh, maybe maybe find it a bit foreign because we've never really seen black and white corruption in Singapore. You can talk about other types of corruption. Uh, so if you assume that every government official there is out there to 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 fuck you over, then. I guess you can see this as a bad thing, but to me, I'm like, right now, we need to do all we fucking can. And mm. and like what you said, these are putting details out that is not really pinpointing it. 
uh, of course you give out clues out there that people can kind of like CSI and like uh, mm. find out your identity but as we have seen from the internet even even and from like people I stalked either because I'm uh, I I think they are super hot or super interesting you can find mm. so much just with little little nuggets so so yeah. I think when I read this article I was like wow Chiba like of all times you want to talk about this to me I'm like it's like okay you know when when there are certain things that the laws kick in when an emergency is declared right this yeah. feels like this needs to fall under that like, under times of emergency they might need your civil liberties and and privacy might be invaded a bit more like, but I still give them benefit of the doubt that they're doing it to just get over this this fucking shit. Then beyond mm. that, if the government still keeps it in place, that's a whole different problem. But that to me, that's when you can solve it when it's not a vi- virus outbreak time, lah. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost like if you want to if you want to curb this this rapidly uh, worsening case around the world while maintaining or oh, what is is the ideal situation I'm like fuck that lah yo we there's only so much time we have to 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 manage the situation lah mm. so yeah I mean the, the the I guess one big thing that is um that might differ between even a liberal in Singapore versus a liberal in the US is uh trust in institutions uh trust yeah. in the government to to do the right thing and and all that cuz I think in the US it's super low right now, right? Any trust in in government, trust. I would in say experts, most gun- in most countries, right? In most countries, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the Western world, especially, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really quite bad, lah. So, but in Singapore, I think we generally the population has a much more trust in the institutions that that run it. Yeah, so it, there might be a difference of opinion there as well, lah. And and the more I Google this case, I found out that uh, the New Yorker is not the only one to kind of talk about this from the American point of view. Um, I think mm. in Iceland. There was um, uh, the the government on March 9 reversed uh, their their initial position and gave the like they said okay to this private biopharmaceutical company to to test the uh, entire Icelandic population for COVID nineteen because I think Iceland Iceland is is a is a has a pretty small population I think three hundred thousand and it's it's the most genetically uh, pure uh, ethnicity in the world in the sense that mm-hmm. in terms of the interracial uh, it, the 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 presence of other races in the gene pool is the lowest of any gene pool in the world. Uh. So I think they yep. have the entire population's records uh, or, or access to it uh, uh, very easily or something, and they reverse a decision. Uh. So they didn't test the entire population, but they tested like I think uh, five thousand five hundred uh, individuals, which mm. caused a bit of concern because I don't think they gave. Uh, consent to being tested they were just tested I don't know how they did it but there was that ethical dilemma there so in Iceland which you would consider a pretty I mean I'm assuming that is also more towards socialism than than like like the rest of uh, Scandinavia then yeah. in in Lazada um, uh, I think in the f- in Southeast Asia because Lazada is owned by Alibaba right so I think Alibaba's practices amongst all their subsidiary companies is to s- collect health reports and and to enforce a bit more vigilance on the employees. Like, like the employees, every day they have to take temperature multiple times and the employees in Southeast Asia were also saying, yo, this is, this is fucking crazy. And I think they were receiving frequent calls, the health reports, and they said it's a bit too much and a bit too invasive. Like, their argument was that if you are so concerned about us uh, spreading the disease, then why make us come to work? Why can't we work from home? Which I can see as a mm. point. Like, you know, like I'm guessing a lot of people who even if they want to work from home 
if they're not in a position of like, I don't know, like uh, uh, maybe their job scope, they can't be doing it remotely, so they don't have the option. So for them, it's kind of sucky. Um, and then there was also the case in Moscow, in Russia, which I think is one of the mm. countries that have, 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 have curbed the spread quite well. But apparently, in Moscow itself, there are 170,000 security cameras and they employ yep. a phys- uh, facial recognition system that makes mistakes like one every 15 million times. So yeah, it's it's yeah. fucking crazy, like and like there there the scary part is that people are watched everywhere, and sometimes the police even keeps track. So if they are, if they are, if they flout any rules, they will be uh, uh, fine, la. And they have all yeah. the records. So yeah. you can argue that okay, they've done a great job cut, uh, curbing it, but at what expense, la? So when I started reading articles like that, then I was like, hmm, okay. And Russia is also one of those countries that I think the government just does whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the I guess the like you said like there needs to we we need to weigh the pros and cons of doing whatever it is now, right? especially since it's a it's a crisis that we've never we've never faced before. Yeah. Um. So so the, the, I think the in the article they say something about in South Korea, internet mobs managed to identify uh someone who had the the virus and and basically harassed the person lah, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Thankfully. I haven't. We haven't seen that kind of thing happen in Singapore, where they CSI the individual or the identity of an individual, unless unless the person comes out themselves. Uh, like uh, like the, I think the pastor of uh, Grace Assembly Church, uh, he came out and and basically talked about his experience, mm. and but part of it also he needed to he wanted to, uh, get, uh, get his congregation to you know, just just to assure them that it'll be fine. Uh. so. Actually, recently, a uh, case number two two seven, I think, uh, a man by the name, a pastor also by the name of Mister Raymond Sim, mm. he came out and uh, and basically, well, he's currently he was currently in a he's currently in an isolation ward, and he came out and gave a interview where he talked about what what was going on in the ward with him and everything la. and um, from what I understand, the, the, the there's a little bit of uh, backlash mm. for him, like there's a lot of heat online where people are saying why do you even travel in the first place if you knew he, that stuff was going on in Europe and all that he like. travelled early March right and then he came back yeah. I think March March 6th uh, 13th yeah, within which a was, week la, so, which yeah. was before the March 17th uh, kind of like uh, measures to self-quarantine if you come back from a foreign country right certain foreign countries yeah correct correct yeah, yeah. So, so, so for full disclosure I also I actually know this person because uh, last time in my CCA and all he was actually involved as well Mm. So um, I mean, I, 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 when I saw that, oh, okay, it's quite cool that he came out to to talk about it and and, and show that you know it's not as scary as it looks from the outside, la, right? Yeah. But um, at the same time, yeah, la, the, he also ended up receiving a lot of flack for his decision to travel, which I can but, understand why that makes people nervous about uh coming forward about where they've been and stuff like that, lor. But do you think the the flag was justified? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say because. As much as we think like, oh, the the reasons for travel are silly and all that. But at the same time, I mean, certain things are like, the, this situation is uh, it's just evolving so fast, you know. Like, I, I also had a trip that was planned for April, but I literally was like watching the news and about that. I was supposed to go to Taiwan. I was just watching day by day how Taiwan was slowly closing down its borders and stuff like that. Yeah. And and just, you know, you, you, you can't really predict. Like, it's hard to predict until like you're actually at the point where you need to go itself. Uh. No, I'm glad you said that because I went to Bali and I came back on March 16th, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and March 17th was when the, the, the quarantine for, uh, like the self, 
self-imposed quarantine for returning visitors from Southeast Asia was imposed. La. So, yeah. uh, you can very if he was getting backlash, I'm sure that I would also get backlash for people saying, "Why is a weekend trip? Why the fuck do you have to go?" But like what you said, when we were in Bali, right? It was a different yeah. world. I mean, we knew of the case, but it had not, it had not gone to the ridiculous levels that it is. Even the few days after, la, when when yep. uh, even our own trip to India that was supposed to leave on 15th March got cancelled. Yeah. Um. So so and like a. And to be honest, I also in my mind I was thinking, fuck, if I get the if, if I'm testing positive, right? I actually felt a tinge of like shit, people are gonna think I'm an idiot for traveling and blah blah. So that mm. fear was there, you know. Yeah, Which is why yeah. after that, you remember even on that weekend, uh, I was asking you, okay, so we're gonna be in office next week. Then you were the one who first put the idea in my mind, aren't you gonna self-quarantine yourself? I was like, uh really? Yeah. Uh if it makes you feel safer, sure. But then after that I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, sure, if if I went and then I infected you, uh, and then, wow, fuck, you'll just, there's that guilt, la. uh, mm. and I don't think, uh, yeah, la, so, so I think it's one of those things that, yeah, it's not as, as simple, and I guess the, the relevance of this issue is that if it is disclosed to that extent and people can find mm. out who you are, then is yeah, the then kind of, is the government kind of doxing you, la, right? Yeah, yeah, so that's what I felt, okay, la, I mean, from what I'm seeing in the what is being revealed about patients, you can't really tell that much. La. I mean, to be honest, like, like I, I remember the Grace Assembly Church was one of the hot spots, the clusters, you know, initially. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's not far from where I live, you know. It's it's literally like a few, uh, just a couple of blocks from where I live. But um, yeah, it never made me, I, I could never really isolate any the individuals or I could not like, oh, I, I didn't, especially in Singapore, I guess, nobody's going to go picket fence outside the place and, and you know, and ask because, them to shut down and because everything. I think, because I think Singapore hasn't reached crazy levels. Because I think once it reaches yeah. crazy levels, right, people lose yeah. some layer that is protecting their sanity uh, and people just mm. go fucking nuts. Uh. So, yeah. and I mean, that's the that's the scary thing. Uh. I think Singapore, I mean, I'm just looking out the window and the, the past few days, just when I go for uh, walks downstairs with my mum, as, and of course, we we keep distance from people. If you see people, we, yeah. we I think everyone just kind of like, uh, implicitly avoids each other, which is good. But yeah. people, like on Insta stories, I still see people going out to dinners and all that. And part of my mind is like, should they be doing that? Should they not be doing mm-hmm. that? I understand mm-hmm. there's the balance of like keeping the economy and restaurants alive. But yeah, so it's a very conflicting thing. And I think Singapore is at that stage where it is not, hasn't shit hit, shit hasn't hit the fan yet. So people are still yeah. kind of like, uh, this feels okay. This feels okay, yeah. but I just I heard like in Taiwan, some guy who went to a club <laughs> was fined thirty three thousand dollars because he came yeah. back from I don't know where, and he was supposed to be in under self quarantine. So Taiwan is yeah. another one of those countries that has been lauded for its efforts, but it's fucking like like military like uh like uh crazy crazy levels of 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 uh, how you say uh, legislation la. Yeah, I guess the only thing right now is that in the U.S. I feel like a lot of the debate is um. It's basically being painted as a freedom versus uh, public safety debate, lah. Like, yeah. are you willing to give up your freedom? But the truth is, like, um, I don't think it's that. Is I don't think it's that simple as like you choose one or the other. Uh, yeah. And and because of because of the nature of what this virus is, right? And even just everybody quarantining themselves just for a short period actually does help slow the spread and and reduce the load on. On the, uh, the on the capacity of the hospitals, like the the capacity of yeah, hospitals to handle patients. Man, yeah, yeah, just say just two weeks of this, it helps a lot. Like there's so, a lot of models that have come out, uh, models in the sense of like 
um, statistical models that have come out to predict like, okay, if we close the economy for two weeks, right? How yeah. how much can we slow the spread? La? So so that's where I think like, um, if those people who are saying, that, oh, I'm not going to give up my freedom, don't worry. It's just, I think it's just for a, matter, a few weeks. Uh, hopefully things do get better and we get information about that. So don't 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 paint it as a doomsday scenario where you're never but, allowed to go out again. Nah. But but I think that's where that's where it would be cool to hear from from people listening to this from other countries. Because like you said, the our friend who's a Singaporean guy who was in the US temporarily la, and even he mm-hmm. could feel the the mood on the ground thinking that, oh fuck, if we give up our rights now we're never getting it back. Whereas in Singapore, yeah. I think yeah, la, we are kind of spoiled by uh by a relatively competent government, especially in these past few weeks. Um, yeah. But I mean, Singapore took it to the next level. Like there was the app that was released over the weekend called Trace Together. So yes, if if correct. you're not from Singapore, or you haven't heard of this. It's basically an app that the research and development arm of the government put out like within a week, and it uses like you you leave you leave it uh you leave you leave your Bluetooth on, and literally in the presence of other Bluetooth phones, it will basically log the which who you are near and by how far also. Um, mm. uh, by you, like bl- like Bluetooth pulses between phones, and if someone is tested positive, they can and if they they have the app, you, they can literally go into the app and see where the clusters are, which is a fucking brilliant thing. And six hundred and forty thousand yeah. people did uh, download it in four days. But you can yeah. argue it's a fucking invasion of privacy, la. Um, but but I mean, right now, like like what you said, I think anything that can be done to 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 solve this and get it over and done with so we can return to normal life and then start going through these issues, right? I think is the best approach. Like. So if yeah, it means, yeah. for me personally, if it means giving up certain civil liberties, I mean, like for us staying at home, that's really a, technically a, a civil liberty, right? Yeah. Uh, but we're yeah. doing it for the greater good. Like. So, so, but I'm just curious for people from other countries, like, how they feel about, mm. about this. Because just just by googling, you can already get a sense of the different countries and their different sentiments. Whereas in Singapore, yeah. I would think most people are like, uh, you know what? Yeah, just just do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. Yeah. Although, but although you say that the Trace Together app is like brilliant, right? Um, do you think that it will work? Or not. I mean, I do actually think it would work to a certain extent. Maybe. I mean, assuming you can mathematically model the if efficacy, if 640,000 people download it, it probably won't be that that effective because you need to leave Bluetooth on, which means it will cut battery and like you know how yeah. valuable battery is as a resource. Uh, no, the, the, actually, the bigger problem is that uh, for Android, the app can run in the background. But for iPhone, the app needs to be put at the forefront of your phone. Oh, is like it? Every time you, yeah, every time you step into a crowded area or a bus, oh. you need to open up the app and have it on. For just for a short while, then after that, close it again, uh. Uh. But it's um, that that to me is like the 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 biggest flaw in it. Is that in that theoretically everything is perfect and makes sense, but when you really think about human behavior, and then you expect people to actually open the app on the iPhones, uh, like every every hour or something like that, I think it's asking a lot of people, la. But if anything, I don't think their investment is wasted because after this whole thing boils over, they'll just turn it into a dating app. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fucking they can already like Singapore, like the birth rate is a big problem. There's always been a problem. And there was an app last time which I downloaded when when I was in my Tinder phase called Happen H yeah. A P P N. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which which basically I think it, it logged whoever you passed and yeah. if you saw someone attractive that you walked past and yeah. you didn't do anything, uh you could literally go back and check your happen and see if they happen to have happened on at the same time and then you can you were happily giving up your civil liberties for that, lah, right? Yeah, of for course. 
<laughs> so I'm like, that's why to me it's like there must be some incentive, you know. So like, if they want this trace together thing to work, I mean, give out like every maybe every time you connect with someone, maybe you can get something like free shopping voucher or yeah, one dollar right. at NTUC or something. Then or, I'll do it. I'll keep doing it, you know. <laughs> or when you sign up for trace together, you put like your hobbies and interests so that when it traces or when it pings someone else who is also, also maybe single match, or likes yeah, yeah, dogs yeah. or likes fishing, you can also get yeah. a friendship out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. Then you can yeah you can create groups of like in, interest groups and stuff like that. Because like, like that, that, <laughs> that to me is like then then you are really thinking about human behavior and how to incentivize people to do something. No, because like, like what you said, if for me the the incentive of getting late right was uh, compared to like maintaining my civil liberties in a flash, I'm like yeah, take it, take it, <laughs> just fucking take it, dude, take it, take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that's why you can tell the app was created by by you know very smart engineers like yeah, they and never and they never ask the, the depraved people no. in society like ourselves. <laughs> and if you think about it, my thought process right was like, oh, this app is another way of finding a way to get late. Download. I didn't even look at the company history. What the fuck yeah. they do with the data? I was like, you know what? Okay, increased chances. Tinder wasn't working out too well. Blah blah. Okay, happened. Yes. The only reason why I stopped using it was because my it fucking destroys your battery. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, correct, yeah because correct, yeah. no, because I think in in Apple also you can you can have the background app refresh. Why can't why can't trace together work in the background? Uh, I mean, Apple from what I've been reading is that Apple just the iOS and everything has much more stronger privacy measures. Oh that yeah, yeah, that's don't true, allow that's true. stuff in the background to access Bluetooth and all that lah. That is true. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I mean, Apple, you know, privacy. They they've even said no to the FBI before lah. So I mean, it's in, very low chance they will allow this way, to work. In some way, an app that is upfront saying, "Okay, we're going to collect your data and whereabouts for our purpose." Compared to Facebook, who knows what the fuck Facebook has done that in yeah. this time of like, they have so much data. Maybe Amazon also turned on all the Alexas, Google turned on all your fucking Google Home, and it's just listening to all this shit and 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 using that data behind our backs, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know so about that. We so don't know. yeah, so there's a lot of privacy that we are already giving up. But yeah, like like you said, like, if you are giving it up for a very good cause, it definitely is worth thinking about at this point. Uh. No, and we I mean we have spoken about how we both got freaked out when we listened to that one podcast about this ex Facebook investor who blew the yeah. whistle on all their practices. And I think yep, yep. both both of us are fairly cognizant of okay, there's only so much data we are willing to give up. But for me mm. it's like this is a is a time that we've never experienced, a situation that everyone is struggling to grapple with and if it means temporarily suspending my civil rights, I'm okay with it. Like. Of course, in a country like Singapore, you can assume that if civil civil rights are really being exploited, that feels like there's a way to claw it back. Whereas in other countries, like you fucking look look at Russia, like. I mean Putin he just got the constitution changed, which means he can be in power till twenty thirty six. Yeah. So yeah. there, there, Correct. that feels like a wild, wild west where you can just do whatever the fuck you want if you have power, la. So in those sort of situations, it can be a bit scarier, I guess. And in Singapore, you don't say like, Russia, la, Even Malaysia, Malaysia also. You also don't know. La. You vote someone in, then the next thing you know, <laughs> like someone else is the president for no That's reason. True. In one weekend, everything That's just changes. True. <laughs> That's true, man. And we thought that would be the most exciting weekend of Malaysia. Oh yeah. fuck! Hell, this movie didn't come in only like. What kind of orientation is this, man? Yeah. <laughs> I think Martin is probably the most relieved of all, man. He probably oh, yeah, woke yeah, up yeah. to like, oh fuck, I don't have to deal with this shit. And he's in self isolation, right? So he's probably at home just watching the Netflix documentary on Najib. <laughs> <laughs> Shout oh, out to it. Malaysian. Shout out Malaysian to Malaysia. Government. Yeah. So so I mean, like with, with regards to this, I think it's just a, it's just a weird weird 
nothing given the urgency of everything that's going on to be to be thinking about and but i guess mm. i guess everyone i mean everyone still like if, if you look at the people who are speaking out against this they are in, in, is is an important thing to voice out also lah but just given the context yep. wow it's a difficult thing to to even pay much attention to lah so yeah. so of course like uh i mean if if any of you listening have uh thoughts please share with us i think the last podcast we got some people directly calling my shit out even though yeah. i would double down yeah. and say it was not shit <laughs> so basically yeah. the the context was uh the the sec- the, the second issue we spoke about last week was uh, about the Facebook troll page called NUS Atheist Society that posted a picture of a Quran next to a Bible with a caption saying for use during toilet paper shortage lah. so that got mm. into that got them into trouble our law minister posted something about it there was police investigations and my whole point was just to play devil's advocate you know not just to play devil's advocate I do think I did have I did have a point was that that caption is ambiguous enough to go both ways lah for use during toilet paper shortage you could use it to pray for more toilet paper but mm-hmm. but some people at least a few people messaged us on Instagram and uh on on the subreddit to to say that uh that they couldn't agree with me like which I'm fine with but this podcast yeah. is not well, they, for they they use one of my one of my favorite words disingenuous disingenuous <laughs> this well I am a this disingenuous say, yeah. person yo no, no your your <laughs> argument is disingenuous of you to use the argument Oh, so you're separating my argument from my personal. But I take every uh, attack on my arguments as an attack on me personally because I'm very insecure. No, la, no, la. I think I think you are doing the... You know what? They always say like comedians, especially improv comedians, you just need to yes say yes end, to right? everything. Yes, yeah, yes and. and yeah. So just build on how silly something is. Yeah. And, and, no, yeah, and, I and guess. To, to those people who gave the comments, I really do appreciate it. And please don't never stop calling me out on things you disagree with because that's that's what I live for. And and yeah. uh, I don't think I've responded on Instagram already yet, which I will. Uh, but yeah. but that is also a good uh, a, a good time to point out that we do have a subreddit, and and we're gonna have a giveaway later uh, related to that. Uh, yeah. But but yeah. So for this topic, if any of you have any thoughts, you can message us on Instagram or on our subreddit. The link of which is in the show notes. Yeah. No. The reason why we're trying to use the subreddit more is because. I think a lot of people they write they write um surprisingly really long messages to us uh. and uh, unfortunately Instagram is is primarily a uh, a picture based medium so other than just responding back directly we can't like there's no place for comments or other people to also chime in and say different things uh. mm. so we thought you know if we could just uh, set up a subreddit specifically for this podcast where you can comment about uh, each each uh, podcast as it comes out and then maybe you'll find other like-minded people, you know, people that you can play, go and play badminton with or that through this subreddit. <laughs> la. So, or, or or maybe like in Harish's case, get laid, la, you know, through through a subreddit. You find Play badminton with? What the fuck? La? Of all things to find someone to do play badminton with. Badminton buddies, la, what's wrong? No, at least you can still maintain social distance even while playing badminton with someone. That's right? true. That, that's true. Uh, that's it's, true. A, it's a very healthy, it's, it's healthier than like playing board games or anything. La. Yeah. And shout out to our listener who created a subreddit for us. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I should say your name, but you know who you are. Thanks. Yeah, let's let's keep that privacy. Yeah, we we won't dox <laughs> you. So yeah. so before we go into the next topic for the week, uh, we're gonna do something that uh just to 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 give a an another plug of our TV show, which is still on hook, which mm. which uh which is 
Something that would be great for you to check out during this time of social distancing is our TV show called She's a Terrorist and I Love Her. And uh, what we've been doing for the past few episodes is just playing a short excerpt from one of the more interesting scenes from an audio perspective to give you an idea of why we're super proud of the way how it came out and how we think that it's not like any Singaporean show that has come out of Singapore of recent times. And it's a TV show. Uh, it has Singlish, terrorism, sex, BDSM, uh racist joke not race not racist jokes racial jokes government jokes and and everything of the sort lah yep. so uh here's the clip what kind of test i'm sure anything valerie can do i can do better that's why i booked a room but let me finish this dinner first a room don't worry it's a six-star hotel siri never tell you I open my mouth for my dinner and you open your legs for after dinner. <laughs> Alright, so that was a clip from episode 5 of our show. The first three episodes are free on Hook and uh, if you sign up for Hook to watch the other five episodes, there's actually a one-month free trial and yeah. I know this one month you're not going to have much to do at home so it will be cool if you could check it out. Yeah. So and and you're you're in good company because uh, there's an article in today's South China Morning Post where the the entertainment reviewer, the person who writes the entertainment articles for South China Morning Post, actually watched our show and r- interviewed us and wrote a very nice piece about it. Yeah, and she yeah. chanced upon it because her boyfriend listens to our podcast and told her that she might want to check it out, and then boom, she binge watched all eight episodes, yo. Yeah. So all so eight it's episodes. A, it's it's more than just Singapore, like, It's a regional. It's really like a region, a stu- something that people in the region can enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Speaking speaking of regional stuff that's outside of Singapore, what is <laughs> what is the goofy topic for for today, Terence? The like goofy to topic is the <laughs> is the second coming or the the revival of uh, Malaysia's top number one uh, mystic. Uh, what, is, what, what, is, what is Mystic Bomo Mystic Healer like. Mystic Healer which is called a Bomo in Malaysia yeah B-O-M-O-H. he's the same guy yeah you might have seen memes of him before uh, where he turned up at the airport claiming that he would help to find the missing Malaysian airliner MH370 and he ended up uh, sitting on a carpet with two coconuts and a, and a walking stick with two of his uh, friends <laughs> and it became became a global meme that people made music videos and gifs about lah. So now he's back, and what does he have for so, us? So he he there was a video of him um where he sat on a like a like a, a traditional looking couch like an old school fashion kind of couch, uh, and on on the table in front of him was a was a globe, uh, like the Earth globe, and some leaves, uh, rice grains, and a telescope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. So first, he took the telescope to scan the globe for the virus. And then after mm. scanning, he sprinkled some rice on the globe and uh, just just believing that it would make the virus fly away. La. And then he continued by waving the, the leaves while while reciting some prayers. La. So the funny thing is at the end, uh, after he did this mi- mystical stuff that was like uh, like in, in, like in slated to, to rid the world of the virus, he did end off by saying, here are some tips that I would like to share with you. Wash your mouth, wash your nostrils, earlobes, and also your face. Make sure you wash your hands, and yada, yada, yada. So it was just Mm-mm. fucking hilarious because, um, yeah, it like I mean, it was being memed all over, 
in in the sense that this is what the hell is this and and but but I guess why why we decided to talk about this because okay I look at it I'm like oh my god this is fucking ridiculous but but what if there are people out there who are generally kind of calmed down by seeing this? Mm. You're saying like they 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 get solace from hearing uh like people like him lah like healers yeah. and all that who can yeah. help to heal because the world lah. Because I mean, both of us, I would say, are veer towards more atheistic belief than than faith belief, um, yep. right? So, so anytime I see this, I'm like, what the fuck is this doing? There's no, there's no, there's no scientific reason or logical reason to do this, and that's how I also see uh, religion, la. But at the same time, I know a lot of people who, when I look at them, I'm like, okay, being a believer in a certain faith actually makes them better versions of themselves, la. So in this case, in this time of like. Un, never before experienced, uh, emerge, like crisis. Maybe there is some worth to this for some people. Mm, 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 mm. And I'm using this basing off on what I see in my family WhatsApp group, lah. Where I see like some of the things, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Stop, stop! Like, just put put salt water on your hands, uh, and like you drink hot water. And you said something about a doorknob earlier today. Yeah, I think uh, there's a uh, something going around on WhatsApp where. They're saying use your non-dominant hand to open doorknobs and surf- touch to touch surfaces that other people have touched and because you're much less likely to touch yourself with that non-dominant hand. <laughs> <laughs> what? I touch myself with both my hands. What are you talking about? Oh, I don't. I don't discriminate, yo. I alternate, man. Both left and right handed. La. Yeah, you got to be balanced, what? I don't want to have like a ten, like uh, be like a tennis player or a fencer where one arm or one leg is bigger. Yeah. 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 So because okay, for me like when I first saw it, I was like fucking hell, this is fucking stupid. But he's doing it indoors. There's no one around him. And if people are at home drinking hot water and using their non-dominant hand to open doorknobs, then I think that's 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 not a big deal. If it's stuff like where they're saying, oh, you know, like together, if we hold hands with ten other people in a circle around a tree, and that's good, then I think that's fucked up, like. But when I see things like this. To me, it's like in the grand scheme of things, like if if one of my uncles wants to put salt water on his hands to protect himself, but he does it at home, go ahead lah. Just just go ahead and do it. So I, I don't yeah. fuck. Just put salt, whatever you want. Put a bit of cinnamon and pepper also. Rub it on, uh, and sit under a hot light. I don't. I doesn't bother me lah. I think I think it's okay as long as it doesn't extend to them feeling like they're invincible against the disease lah. In fact, if anything, you want people to be more scared of it right now, lah, right? Um, because the some of the problems that I see, uh, there are certain congregations in the US where uh, the the leaders of these congregations are saying, oh, you know, if we pray together, nothing will happen to you. Just reach out and shake the hands of people next to you. What? Come there's on, still people doing that? Yeah, they are. Then they're all caught on video. A lot of these like oh uh, evangelical like, uh, like TV pastors and stuff. Lah. They... And then still asking people, you know, put your hand on a TV screen, donate money, and you know you'll be safe. You know, feel free to hug the the person on your left or right, and uh. things like that. So it's just like when you start preaching, like oh, that you'll be invincible if you if you believe in something. Then I feel that there's a problem, lah. But like you said, like if it's just like staying at home, or oh, I'm gonna sprinkle this and try and heal you, go and wash your hands with salt water if you can. As long as it doesn't like it's not extreme like they're dipping the hands into flaming hot water or anything. So now looking at it, I, okay. I guess it's a great thing that he still ended off with some useful tips. So even yeah, if yeah, if there are, uh, if if you get the believers who really see that and believe in it, 
But then at the end, they still get the message. Why not? In fact, that's yeah. how we we've always made our YouTube videos, right? If we want to talk mm. about a serious topic, we kind of like do something to to bring the masses in, and then yeah. sucker punch them with a message. Maybe this Bomo was doing exactly that. He's like, okay, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just in his room. If you think about it, he did it in like some sort of government office where you can assume there was a globe. There was probably yeah. some plant, uh, yeah. and <laughs> and. Just a telescope because I don't know someone wanted to sound like they 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 like astronomy or something, and he brought it all yeah. together, made this video that would appeal to the people who find solace in this, but also give them the message. Because just looking at my uh, family through WhatsApp again, they will accept advice from the weirdest people, but when mm. like me or like my cousin or someone else kind of gives them like, okay, guys, uh, scientifically it's proven to blah blah blah, social distance blah blah, they'll be like, no lah, I think it's okay. Yeah, mm. so so maybe this this guy is is so forward thinking that he knew that okay, I just need to do some fucking weird ass shit, make my people happy, but then also give them the important message, lah. Holy yeah. shit! I mean, for all you know, uh, like you know, we have our gov gov sponsors the Pachu Kang music video, right? Yeah. For all you know, maybe this is their version of that, lah. Oh yeah, that's they right. get this guy, <laughs> they get this guy to do something crazy that attracts international attention. And then at the end, there's a very clear message to wash your hands also before you, before and after you go out. <laughs> oh, shit. He's Malaysia's right. Pachukang. La, and Pachukang yeah. is our Bomo. Yeah. And he's probably cheaper. La. Pachukang one, wow. You have to get dancers and yes, yeah. song, everything. His one is just like he sprinkles some rice on the globe. <laughs> yeah, this one just uh, is a single take. The sound quality and it was done in vertical video. So it was probably shot on yeah. a phone. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. yeah the, the latest Pachukang video is quite high production values, yeah. It is, it is, yeah. So, so it, I mean, I remember when the SARS, the survival rap came out, it was so bad that everyone was, like, talking about it. Yeah. You know, in the in the sense that it was, like, so cheesy and so so bad. Now it's almost like they're really trying to make it, like, good, like, you know, it's not as, it's not, like, it's not as um cheesy as before, but they're, they're trying to make it actually, like, really, like, uh, expensive looking and no, everything. No, but that, that's why I didn't like it because previously it was so cheesy that it was good. Now it's, it's not that good a song, but it's also not that cheesy. And to me, it's like yeah, in this middle ground lah. So yeah. uh, I mean, it's, it's always tough lah the sequel because uh now we we look back at the survival rap and and talk about all oh, the good times and all that. But back then it was it really did not it was not nobody thought of it as good at all lah. Everyone just like really thought it was terrible. And this and was there was there wasn't any irony when saying that oh the survival rap is is it was so bad it's good like it was just really people hated it. Like. Oh, that was before the days of irony, yeah. Before it was ir- cool to yeah, be before, ironic. Yeah. yeah, before it was cool to be ironic. Now it's like he yeah they're, they're just trying to to you know uh sound. I mean it still sounds the the lines are really cheesy. Yeah. But it's the the music production everything is very high is very high uh high quality la. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so we, we can put those links in those descriptions also. The the rap that was released during the SARS epidemic in 2004, was it? Yep. Fuck, that's 15 years ago. Uh. Holy shit, man. Yeah, and Pochu Kang, for, for people who are listening but might not be familiar, he was one of the icons of Singapore TV in the 90s. Uh. Like his, that comedy was fucking awesome. Uh. Uh, yeah. And it won a bunch of Asian television video awards. That was the golden age of Singapore TV uh, until it yep. just descended into the, the, the cesspool that it is now. Um <laughs> For for not due to lack of talent, I need to clarify, but it's just with more constraints, more more lines they need to work towards, ultimately the creative gets compromised. La. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that's a rent for a whole other Yeah, that's whole why it's other a whole other podcast by itself. Whole other podcast, man. Whole other podcast. But yeah, so yeah. 
we we'll also I guess put the link to this Bomo or if you Google Bomo B O M O H you can see the ridiculous antics that this guy who might actually be a genius uh, got up to lah. Yep. Cool, 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 cool. So now we have uh, the final segment before we talk about the giveaway. Yeah. Right, which it's is the the one shock thing for the week. One shock shock thing. Yeah. So what's what's oh, your? Oh, not the week. Uh, actually, since since the last time we we it's had half a week, uh, half a week, yeah. yeah, half a week, yeah, yeah. So this is also forcing us to appreciate more things in life. Uh. I guess yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, my one shock thing of the week is actually um, it's a video by Rice Media, which is like a an online publication in Singapore. They write uh pretty interesting editorials about life in Singapore and and usually it's it's a it's a bit slightly alternative view of of. Uh, compared to the mainstream media, mm. and um, recently what they did was they did um, they mixed together Lee Hsien Loong's um, speech about the coronavirus with uh, with the lo-fi hip hop beats that are very popular on YouTube lah. Mm. There's like streaming twenty four seven, so you can literally find ten hours of uh, Lee Hsien Loong lo-fi hip hop beats to su- uh, to help you get through the coronavirus. So it's literally ten hours of lo-fi music with Lee Hsien Loong's very soothing voice laid over the lo-fi music. Uh. Yeah, and, and I, I thought that was fantastic because like, uh, I, I literally have sent Lee Hsien Loong's coronavirus speech videos to people overseas telling them that, oh, this is probably the clearest, uh, the most soothing message you will get from any world leader right now. Uh. And and surprisingly, yeah, uh, Singapore, uh, so we've been very, we've been pretty good at that, uh, like being transparent and being, uh, trying to calm people down. And for so for Rice Media to take it one step further and put it with the mix it with lo-fi music, I think that's gonna be on my playlist for the for the rest of this self isolating period. Uh. Yeah, and and if you told me this without me listening to it, I'd be like, huh, what the fuck sounds them cheesy? But it is fucking awesome. Uh. I've listened yeah. to it, and I think they they also edited it to the beat. Right, it wasn't yeah, just correct, correct, just it. his speech, and it yeah. it is so soothing. Like it's shocking how soothing it is, man. Yeah, I mean, I think Muna was it Muna on our podcast. You're saying that. Uh, actually, like even when Lee Hsien Long speaks in Malay, it's a very he has a, this aura about him. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he definitely is, he definitely does have aura la. Yeah, so his voice I think has like a certain quality that that helps to soothe people down when he talks as well la. And and I think this song like this this ten hour mix of his voice and and the music just helps to amplify it even more. Yeah, la. this should be the NDP songs. Yeah, oh, lama, oh, lawe, fucking, it's <laughs> awesome. And maybe this year no NDP. Maybe this year no NDP. They just play this on the airwaves <laughs> like all day on the August because, 9th. Right? Because it started off as a 15-minute one, right? It was literally his yeah. speech and a bit more. And then due to popular requests, uh, because their yeah. YouTube channel is not that big. They only have like 200 plus subscribers, but this one just fucking blew up and it is awesome. So then they moved it from, fif- they converted it from 15 minutes to 10 hours. 10 Holy hours. Shit. I think, yeah. Because someone in the comments asked for it and, and I, I think they asked for it because a lot of people study or or they do work with that uh with the lo-fi music in the in the background uh. yeah so so 10 hours is like so that they don't have to keep refreshing and shit uh. yeah it's awesome uh. awesome yeah. so and what uh, is your one shook shook thing my one shook shook thing is is uh a comic that was uh, released by this malaysian comic artist called uh, Ernest Ng the the comic is uh, don't be like that bro la. so so we have known Ernest since way back when we first started uh, on YouTube and he was dabbling in comics and then now I think he's he's a super accomplished uh, comic artist and he has released a bunch of books and but, be, but he was famous through Dan Koo's videos right 
I mean, he was a he was a comic artist on his own before lah. But then when he and John oh, okay. uh, Dan Koo started working together closely, they kind of brought each other up lah. So yeah. he's he's been producing comics like weekly. And and think about comics because it doesn't involve like a, pro- a mass production of people. He he can overturn it quite quickly on current affairs lah. So he every once in a while he'll have something go viral. Especially when in Malaysia there's so many things to make fun of uh, with the respect to the government and all. So the first time he went viral in recent times was when he <laughs> during the whole Mahathir Game of Thrones thing he actually uh, described the whole thing from like a like an anime comic uh, and it was fucking mm-hmm. awesome lah. And then yeah. that was like what everyone would thought would be the most hectic week in Malaysia for a year, right? So then now yeah. with this coronavirus thing, he continued. It's almost like the next chapter of the anime comic uh, with Mahathir, <laughs> Muhyiddin, and the coronavirus has a bad guy like coming, and he was it's fucking good, man. And like yeah. it's such a critique uh, on the on the government situation there, like. Uh, and it's and it's and the punchline at the end is also fucking hilarious. He brings in the bomo, yeah. and I thought it was just genius, lah. Genius. He's, a, he's such a multi-hyphenate, lah. So talented as a artist, but also like very funny when you meet him in person yeah. and see him in videos and stuff. Yeah, awesome, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should send him this excerpt and like maybe this is one of those excerpts that we will share on Instagram and give him a shout out as well. Yeah, yeah. Although, although, don't know if he's still. He still he will still respond to DMs of, and stuff like that. Of course such la a, such a big star now. Of course <laughs> la. Hey, we just released a fucking TV show around Asia. Come on, man. Come oh, yeah, on, yeah, man. Correct, correct. Come on. Yeah. Tough so, la. Now now like everything is so quiet. It's like it's it's hard to imagine what life was will be like, you know, a year no, down and, the road. And 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 admittedly also in the YouTube game we have like I think younger people these days they don't even know who the fuck we are, man, given we haven't uploaded properly for the past like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. We have descended but into YouTube anonymity. Yeah, but we're, okay. coming back, I mean, we're coming back. We're coming we'll, back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be Stay back. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. So, so the last thing that we wanted to talk about was a giveaway today. Um, so, so we with uh, as I mentioned earlier, we have a subreddit for this podcast where we will post every episode of the podcast here, and hopefully, there's a community that builds over there. We've been we've gotten a few comments on the last episode, but we figured okay. Um, we also would we wanna we we would love it if people can comment more, and we also want to show thanks to anyone who comments. So we have a, a few promo codes left for for a year long hook subscri- subscription, which means you can watch all eight, eight episodes of our show and a ton of other Hollywood TV shows and movies, and we will be giving it uh randomly to uh anyone who comments on the subreddit post for this podcast, and we yeah. will do it at the end of this week. Uh, yeah. we, we'll so, be recording the next podcast on Friday so we might announce the winner then or on the first podcast next week yeah I mean the from what I know uh, annual hook subscription costs somewhere between 35 to 40 sing dollars mm. um, and uh, but it gives you access to a lot of other Hollywood movies as well uh, and, and, and maybe other Southeast Asian originals as well so it could be I mean it, I, I think it's a it's a worthwhile if enough for yourself, also for your family, lah. While if anybody's on quarantine or during holidays or, or working from home and all, there's more options to look at, lah. Yeah, I think I think we have what two promo codes to give away or three. I think two. Uh, yeah, yeah. We have two promo codes to give away, and and when I say pick at random, literally whoever comments, we would just use one of those random number generators you can find online and put a minimum and maximum, and then just get a number, and that will correspond to the 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 person who commented based on the time, the chronology of how they commented. 
Yeah. So, 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 so we'll put the link in the show notes. If you just go to Reddit, you Google Reddit Yalabat, you'll be directed straight to the Yalabat subreddit. Uh, so, yeah. so it, it would be great if if uh, you guys could help us grow the community there as well, so that you guys can also interact with each other and find badminton buddy, buddies. Badminton buddies, all get lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 but cool. This is a uh, signing out from the. Very crazy times you live in. The time yeah. Corona, times of the coronavirus. Stay safe. Wash your hands, and listen to listen to the lo-fi Li Xianlong beats. Yeah. All right. Peace.